0: What's up? Viva fam! It's your girl Ash Tone and you are listening to the Viva The Life podcast. As always, I'm the host with the most, the most commentary, the most entertainment, the most beauty, just all of that good stuff. Today's episode, we are going to talk about a couple of movies that I have been watching these few days. I gotta get it off of my chest. I gotta vent about it to somebody and that's you, M. You're that somebody that I can talk to morning, noon, and night. So go get your snacks, get all situated. It's going to be a great show. And we're going to go on a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Welcome back from commercial break. This is the Viva Life podcast hosted by the sexiest, the most funniest, the best person to ever grace the planet, Ash Tone. What's up, guys? It's another day. This is our midweek episode. I'm smoking a cigar, but I don't think it's going to last very long because it's harsh. It's actually not even a cigar. It's a Swisher. a bitch is down bad very bad like i'm literally smoking a swisher the grape flavor too so you you know it's nasty anyways um i was gonna say a lot of things but my brain went blank oh that's what i was gonna say let's say the midweek episode we're here um after the last episode the Chris Brown episode thanks for all of your support and participation although I noticed you guys are a little shady I don't like Chris Brown do y'all do y'all not like Chris Brown that's crazy but that's okay it's like one of the lowest viewed episodes I've put out in a while so that's why I was wondering like do you guys just not like Chris Brown that much you don't even want to hear what I have to say about him I don't know anyways we're moving on can't hang on to that episode for forever that's why we're here in this new one i brought some dvds in studio so that way i can like have a visual as i'm talking about these different movies the first one though um where is it oh right here so i want to talk in in depth about dc and then we'll get into the other movie the matrix at some point at some point um so with the DC movies, where do we start? What does it start with? I kind of want to say Superman was like the first one with that vibe. And then what do we have? Batman, and then we have Batman versus Superman. We had Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, Suicide Squad the harley quinn birds of prey i think there's another harley quinn one too and then we have um, the suicide squad before the birds of prey i think oh and justice league I, i think i got them all there might be some more i have missed which i will gladly run to best buy to go get them or Target or Walmart, wherever they sell DVDs. I love DVDs, guys. I love DVDs. I love it. Like, the unwrapping of the box and then the opening of it. That sound. That. Oh, I just love DVDs. I don't know why. I love it more than streaming. I like like to have something physically in my hands. So, with the DC, I tried to watch them in order. Like, order in which they came out and then also like the order in which each director is telling the story because if you notice if you watch any of them like let's just say birds of prey with the harley quinn story um she in the movies like even recaps does a recap about how she got here today you gotta watch it if you haven't seen it she's like da 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 fall in love break up save the world go to jail save the world again like she does it like that and but if you listen all those if you've seen the other movies you can remember certain things that happen in all of these movies so if you in each movie does that like not superman i think because that was the first one but if you look at justice league i think um they recap a lot of shit i think superman was dead then so they recap all that and then batman versus superman they kind of recap like it's a lot of recapping going on oh the joker the joker is even included i i on purpose didn't mention that because that's a shitty movie but let's we're talking dc let's talk about it let's talk about it so, just as a group, I feel like they fumbled. Who owns DC? Who's running these movies? Who's running these movies? I feel like they fumbled majorly. Have they done it right? And when I say done it right, I mean stuck with one consistent director to d- to do it all. You know, sign the contracts. Sign the contracts. They have. Um, Ugh, I forgot the names already. But they have different directors on almost each one. The two Suicide Squads are two different directors. Two different directors. You can tell. One is good, one is shitty. And they do that. You know, uh, the guy that directed Superman, I believe, is the guy that directed Wonder Woman. And I kind of want to say Batman and Superman. can't really remember. But, oh, I have my phone. Why not utilize technology? I, if I was the director, I would not just do one movie out of many. I wouldn't just do the Wonder Womans and um, that's it. I would be like, you know what? This needs to be a con- a, a cohesive piece of work. So if you're going to do it, we need to sign a contract where I'm going to direct all of the DC movies for this generation, this period. The reason why I say that is because you can see the director's vision and how it clashes with each one. Like, it's kind of hard to explain, but as someone that has studied film, went to school, is a certified production specialist. I'm telling you, you can tell, you can tell that directors, there's different directors, Um, oh, there's supposedly going to be a Wonder Woman 3. Did that come out already? If there's a Wonder Woman 3, I missed it. So, Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman, um, I think one and two. Which, okay, since we're talking about Wonder Woman first, let's just talk about Wonder Woman. So, IMDb gave them 5.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave them 58%. This is the Wonder Woman 1984. I. Basically, this movie is where Princess Diana. Lives Quietly Among Mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, directed by Patty Jenkins. One, I can tell it was directed by a woman and I can almost I almost feel like she's a feminist. <laughs> feminists are the worst for women. You know why? Because feminists Whatever. Let's not talk about feminism right now. Let's not alienate the whole Viva fam for me right now, but that might be another episode about feminism. The reason why I say that is because like nobody was sexy in that movie like like I feel like Wonder Woman should have been sexy like Gal Gadot whatever her yeah I mean not, let me not say whatever her name is because that's kind of rude Gal Gadot Godot, hopefully I pronounced it right played Diana Prince and um I think she did a great job you know I think she did a great job is this a Candy compliment because i do have some notes the thing the issue that i have with how she played the role is you can tell that she was really giving it her all you know you can tell that um first off gal is what in a is israeli model I think this is like one of her biggest roles and you can tell you could you could feel the nerves how she like tries to perfectly 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 portray Diana Wonder Woman like you can see that in the acting and what it comes off is is that Diana is really like uptight you know not playful like it gives me, this energy of like perfect goody goody. That's what I get from Diana. And I don't remember from the cartoons and the comics, like back, back, back in the day. Back in the day when I was younger, not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the day. Wonder Woman was sexy. She was hot. She was witty. She had cool catchphrases. She wasn't this type of girl, you know, like perfect and just good girl, never doing anything wrong. Well, she didn't do anything wrong, but you know what I mean? That image of like uh, uptight stick in the mud. That's kind of what I get from that movie i wish they left chris pine alone like in wonder woman he died you know he oh sorry spoiler (laughs) spoiler if you ain't never seen the movie this is gonna be spoilers and i'm not gonna even try to not spoil it i'm just gonna speak freely that's that resonates best to my soul so chris pine played steve The first one, like I said, he died. So in this one, the 1984, he comes back. He comes back. And I feel like the writers in the studio could not figure out. Well, what I think is they kind of came up with the idea or they just knew that Wonder Woman would not be good again without Chris Pine. And you know what? With Gal and Kristen Wiig trying to hold the show, I don't think it had a chance. So they needed to bring a male in. Chris Pine was in the first one, so why not bring him back? I just find the way they wrote the script, the way they wrote him in, very stupid. Like, very, very stupid. They could have they would have really had to think hard so i'm not like too angry about it because it's a like if a character dies how are you bringing them back there's only two ways or three ways you can bring them back and two of them ways are gonna have to be some voodoo hoodoo shoodoo shit you know the other way they used if you've seen the movie it's like that stone thing that like grants your wishes and diana apparently wished on it and he came back he came back in another man's body which they showed the other man's body it was played by another male actor but then they stopped showing his body and we just start seeing chris pine so i just feel like that was real messy rushed very juvenile whoever the writers were were probably under the ages of 40 and and you can see the immaturity and and the way they just went about it the biggest beef i have with the wonder woman is they made it a love story like wonder woman is not a love story wonder woman kicks ass and takes names you know maybe i'm just this jaded lover girl Ooh, i like that name jaded lover girl that's i'm gonna put that somewhere on my socials jaded lover girl but um i just wanted to see wonder woman kick ass and some sexy skin tight a little bit of ass cheeks out boobs showing outfit you know not those payless shoes she was wearing those payless gladiator wedges i hate them i hate them they were so ugly um Give her some sexy clothes so she can whoop ass and take names, you know? She didn't have to be in a whole love story with Steve in one or two. Like, we're going to get to one, but the 1984 one's what we're talking about first. And then, um, Cheetah, Cheetah, Kristen Wig, the, the, I think she was like Diana's she was like they worked together in the office or the little place but Kristen Wiig played her character and so this is why I feel like she was this movie was directed by feminists because they refuse to make anybody any woman look hot by any means they refuse to make a woman look hot Kristen didn't have to look like 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 a homely girl she could have been sexy like what's wrong with making women sexy like is there something wrong is there something wrong when did the women's rights movement or feminism when did they decide that looking sexy is against like what the okay I think I guess we're talking feminism now I guess I'm on the feminism talki- topic feminism needs to get their shit together because on one hand they're changing lola bunny from looking sexy in space jam to looking homely in baggy clothes the wonder womans are the same like the women look homely these days but then you have the amber Rose slut walk which is also for feminism how are we doing both how are we supposed to be dressed like co- coven homely women but then also participate in slut walks and that's all under the bracket of feminism like feminism doesn't even need to be a word we don't need to be feminism if you're a woman you're a feminist because that's just it like like why do we need a definition for feminism like why do we even need feminism women's rights movements yeah i guess we can use some women's rights movements because if some if we don't put these men in check they will walk all over us that will walk all over us so yeah women's rights movement respect feminism feminists there's no need if you're a woman you're a feminist like you embody what it means to be a, a, a woman you know like i'm a woman i'm a feminist in my own way in my own embodiment in my own portrayal you are if you're a woman the only person that can't be a feminist is a man like he could support, he could be on the the woman train, but you're not a feminist. You're a manist. You're you're a man. <laughs> <sighs> so, back to the movie. They just they're very uh, lackluster with the with the designs. How they played up the characters. What was my other complaint about this movie? Um, I don't think I have any more complaints mostly for this one this Wonder Woman 1984 my biggest biggest thing was bringing Chris Pine back without you know a logical script and dressing the women homely Zack Snyder helped produce this movie. Um, He also is the one that directed Superman. I think he directed um, something else, which he has a style of directing that puts me to sleep i could tell now when i'm watching one of his movies because i instantly get sleepy 30 minutes in he like spends his time telling backstories and then spends so much budget and money creating the backstory that the actual plot the reason why we're here to watch this movie goes goes without attention and then the movie's over and you're looking like that was boring what the fuck was that so moving on to the actual wonder woman not 84 just the actual wonder woman i still have the same notes i feel like diana should have relaxed a little bit um gal that's her name i feel like she should have relaxed a little bit um and just had fun with the role she should have just had fun with the role and i think that would have created a different dynamic from what the the um viewers are watching that's just my opinion like I said there's so like if you watch the if you've watched the old cartoons of like DC cartoons and if you especially read the comic books you will know that there is the times when Wonder Woman was there there's plenty of content there without making it a love story like making a love story is so easy it's a cop-out like our I just don't like that I just don't like that like they throw in love stories when it's really not that necessary also I would have been happy with um with just knowing about her in her little amazon place you know a story just about that would have been cool imbd imdb gave them 7.4 out of 10 and 93 percent on rotten tomatoes so it did way better than the 1984 um and and that's why i say like the whole princess of the amazons I I loved that scene. Like I loved all that background, all of that. I enjoyed more than her coming to help defeat Ares, which, okay. A little note for you directors. When you guys want to have a Greek mythological character mentioned in anything can we do the background research first can we please just do some research because the things they had about Ares in this movie was all wrong all wrong like they completely misrepresented Ares in this movie and um Ares is an is an actual god like he's a god And I feel like that's kind of shady. Also, like, I don't know. You don't want to be pissing off deities. So, I mean, hopefully he don't give a fuck enough about human activities. But if he does, like, expect some bad luck or something. Because, like, they really fucked over the concept of Ares in this movie. Like, that is not Ares. Like, Ares, yes, is a god of war. But not in that caliber. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy at all. So I kind of feel like they just threw in any cool Greek mythology character in this. Like, the writers give me the energy that they're under 40 years old. This was probably their first big project they've ever worked on. And that's just what I'm giving. The way they go so hard with trying to be cool. They try so hard to be cool and show the coolest scenes that they completely forget about the script. They forget about the script. I'm like can we focus on the script first because if the script is shitty mm. now as for action it was cool like i said there's a lot of missed opportunity like um there was one scene when diana was fighting and um they were playing like that ancient lamentation music And I'm like, dude, this is the time when we watch her kick ass and it's like switching back and forth really, really fast. We got some rock music, some punk music, some let the bodies hit the floor style type music. And Diana is just whooping ass with Chris Pine and the other guys coming in hot. That's what I wanted to see. Not this little fairy, little dairy pussy. No, I'm kidding. She wasn't a pussy, but she kind of annoyed me because they made her so naive, like, Wonder Woman isn't a naive bitch. Like, they made her so naive leaving the Amazons coming to Earth. Like, oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, can I carry my spear? And then, like, it's like, okay, you're from another place. You're not retarded. You know you can't carry a spear just in public just by looking around and using context clues. I feel like they fumbled the character of Diana. Even though this movie got high ratings, I'm sure it would. People love to just... Give things out for trendy reasons, but no one likes to sit deeply and just show like like actually, here are some areas of improvement one Diana needed better character development. she was not naive they should have instead of making her this innocent, naive girl, they should have made her this witty, sexy, confident kicking ass and take names type of woman we didn 't need Chris Pine at all like there 's no reason How are we going to do a women empowerment movie? but then the main guy she needs a man to help like you guys you can't that's what i'm saying feminism is retarded because on one hand they want to empower the women while disempowering them so it's like diana didn't need a man like and if you wanted to bring a man we could have brought batman on we could have brought superman on we could have brought some other guys on you know we didn't need to have chris pine steve um I did like the movie though with all that being said. Like it's great. It's a great movie to like smoke and get high to. Um So, I loved it. No, I'm not going to say I loved it. I didn't love it, but it was great. Let's go into a quick commercial break and when I come back, we are going to talk Harley Quinn and Joker. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Ash Tone, the host of the Viva Life podcast. And I just wanted to quickly interrupt your streaming, not for an ad, (laughs) but to let you know that if you have an ad that you would like to place in the middle of this podcast, feel free to reach out to me on my socials, bossypradoboots.co on Instagram, im.bossypradoboots on TikTok, or you can email me, ashton.tonee.ayers at gmail.com. And we can get your ads placed as soon as tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Oops. <laughs> Excuse me, and we're back. I got caught. I didn't know we were on air that soon. It's the Viva Life podcast, and you're listening to Ash today. Speak. So we're moving on to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, the one that came out in 2016 with Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and Jared Leto. Absolute gold. Gold, guys. This is gold. This is one of my favorite movies. My ultimate favorite movie is Titanic. There's nothing anyone can do to stop me from liking Titanic. I watched it for the first time at 10 years old. 32 years old now. And it's still my favorite movie ever. That movie... First off, James Cameron is a genius. He's a genius. Also, one of my... um. I don't think I ever told you guys this, but when I went to film school, one of my teachers worked on the Titanic. He did lighting, all the lighting from the Titanic. So if I want to brag, I can say that the guy that did the lighting for Titanic taught me lighting for film. (laughs) I should put that on resumes. I don't. I don't brag enough about my, my production history. I don't know why, I guess just because I just don't think about it in time. But I have code signs from a lot of people in old Hollywood. Uh, Titanic era It's not old Hollywood. But I guess now it is old Hollywood. So yeah, like that guy, another one of my professors was um, the producer for ABC7. Um, and he even gave me a letter of recommendation, which I still have today. So I'm pretty tied in deep. With old Hollywood, I have a lot of, uh... Should I just keep saying old Hollywood? And actually, another one of my professors um, was one of the producers for the show Survivor. So I have three, well, more than that, but the three I just named, the guy that did the lighting for Titanic, producer for Survivor, and then the producer for ABC7. Three of my professors in film were those guys. So I kind of can say I know what I'm talking about. I learned from the best, when i'm like going through these suicide squad what? 5.9 out of 10 i am db 26% on rotten tomatoes there's this running trend with me where i like the things that the critics hate my first my second no my first film ever that I did um, I submitted it to a film festival the critics well you know it's weird okay the, the movie I submitted the critics loved it impressed that it was my first film cuz it was really good I didn't win but one of my friends in school I worked with her on hers I was the director of photography um and co-producer because like she was acting so I kind of did everything else to help her she wrote the script she did all of that so I was trying like co-producer she won first place in the film festival my work won first place in the film festival so I kind of feel like I count that as a win like I won because I worked on that with her it was just me her and her sister so what am I saying to say is that the critics like things that I don't like and vice versa. So what I was saying is with my second film, the critics tore into my ass, tore into my ass. They hated it. They hated it. They hated everything about it. Um, I cried. I almost quit film, almost quit life, really. But then I had to realize we just have different tastes and different styles. There was another guy's film that was showed after mine. I thought it was like great, way better than mine. They shit it on his too. I, I was confused. I was confused at that point. So, everything the critics like, I am the opposite. I just wanted to put that out there. So, it came out in 2016, August 5th. So, it was a summer blockbuster. Well, I don't know. Was it a summer blockbuster? The director, David Ayer. That's like my maiden last name, Ayers. He just doesn't have an S on the end. i think david did a great job we have margot robbie as harley quinn jared leto as joker will smith as deadshot viola davis as amanda waller jai courtney captain boomerang cara Delevingne enchantress that was a great movie actually i might watch it again i might go pick up from the dispensary and then watch this movie with some hot wings the The movie just is great in everything. I'm putting out the cigar, guys. We're not going to be doing all that today. Box office seven hundred and forty six point eight million. I wonder how much they spent making this movie because hopefully they made way more. All right, so there's really no notes for this one. It's great. It's a great movie. I loved everything about it. Everything about it. No complaints. So let's jump over to The Suicide Squad, which came out in 2021. Directed by a different guy, James Gunn. And I'm sorry, James, but this is not good. Which is weird because IMDb gave them 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes, 90%. They gave this movie higher than the first one. Why? Why? why this movie is garbage you got pete davison in it you got john cena those are the only two that made it garbage <laughs> margot robbie they got to come back they got a. Uh viola davis to come back and it looks like those are the only two that came back they had to get creative and have a rick flag in here blood sport played by idris elba which idris did a good job i'm not mad at idris you know luckily he did come but clearly they brought in idris because will smith wasn't coming back um same thing with john cena like the Peacemaker. like i just didn't like the script i didn't like how they're killing each other at the end the starfish were the stupidest things i've ever seen that big shark guy retarded weasel weasel wasn't even in the movie like 5 minutes weasel had 5 minutes of <laughs> doing that shit this movie was not good it was not good they should have brought um robert ayer back they should have had him and if i was him i would have signed a contract stating that any suicide squad movies if you want me to do this one i'm gonna have to do all of them because i'm not gonna be a part of this bullshit series that you guys are trying to create i didn't like it i didn't like it i didn't like it at all there's nothing i liked i didn't even like that rat girl like it was just no rat catcher too there was no reason there was no reason you know there was no reason it's like maybe What? when did this come out they made 171.7 million with a budget of 185 million excuse me Burped. so they lost more money than they made that's what i'm assuming yeah the critics gave it the highest ratings not nah, the other one should have been um what else did i want to say uh the script terrible the storyline boring the characters could have been developed more Um, luckily Viola Davis came because she held it down her and Idris and Margot Robbie really made this show worth watching or this movie worth watching like I said they should have stuck with the same director because he knew what he was doing this guy doesn't Um, let's move over to Zack Snyder's Justice League because I've been watching that one too so They got a 71% Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, 8 out of 10. It was directed by Zack Snyder. We've already talked about Zack Snyder. We had uh, Ezra Miller as The Flash, Henry Cavill as Superman or Seville, Amber Heard. Oh, that's Amber Heard. I did not know who Amber Heard was until just now. Just now, with that trio thing, I stayed far away from it because I don't give a fuck about none of those people. But uh, that's Amber Heard. Okay, cool. Jared Leto as the Joker, Gal Gadot as Princess Di- Princess Diana, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Can we talk about that, or should I just wait? Let's talk about it now. Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne is a joke. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. You're hot. You know what you did in pearl harbor was amazing that's where i first even knew of a ben affleck but he's not batman (laughs) he's not batman he's not batman um who would i rather see as batman hmm who would i rather see as Batman truthfully I'd rather see Roman Reigns as Batman I would like to see Roman Reigns I'd like to see Roman Reigns naked (laughs) I'm just kidding no I'm not but you know but I'd like to see Roman Reigns as Batman like does he have to look like a white boy like he doesn't have to look like a white boy also they need to do better with that Batman costume because it just looks like Ben Affleck in a batman halloween costume like it just looks like ben affleck on halloween um henry seville or cavill is okay as superman i just think the script is so terrible in the movie superman that he had nothing like all he could do was his best um the script the director the editing like the movie i jumped to superman really quick because i might not talk about it in depth the, the whole tone is like a dark, a bluish depression shade tone. I just didn't like Superman. You know, I feel like they could have done better. Like, what do you what do I mean when they say done better? The opening was cool, you know, with uh, is that Krypton? I can't remember where, where the family was before they sent them away. Um, And then it gets stupid when he gets his regular family, what, his dad tells him to hide who he is, so he decides to let himself die in the tornado saving a dog, when all Superman had to do was just save him, like, I just didn't like the narrative, I don't like the narrative that goes on so long about them trying to hide who he is, you know, like, and then like, the bus almost drowns all the kids when it flies over into the water and then he saves everybody like i i and then they have the the flashbacks and then the present moment and I feel like the flashbacks were just at the worst time it does not push the story forward I feel like if you need to flashback and and I'm not against flashbacks I don't mind flashbacks but in this movie the Superman movie I feel like if if they needed to do some flashbacks then in this instance since it's about Superman we should have just focused on that part you know they they tried to put too much in one movie but like I said like these are coming from comic books there's comics and comics and comics of dc stuff you know all of them and and the old cartoons there's so many cartoons like i used to watch the old superman cartoons too so it's like there's so many storylines we can tell we don't have to rush and tell this whole story in one movie um back to the batman movie though or no justice league because Zack snyder uh, directed this too um first off I fell asleep every time I try to watch it I fall asleep before it's over so I'm gonna make a goal today to watch the whole thing uh but that's why I say Zack Snyder has such a boring directing style you know the way he pushes the story forward it's just kind of boring 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 and then we have Batman versus Superman which came out in 2016 it's good still directed by Zack Snyder, right? Yep. Um the budget was 250 million. They made 872.7 million. Good job, Zack. Good job. But um still not the best. Not the best, you know why? Okay, so Lex Luthor is Jesse Eisenberg, and when I saw Jesse, I didn't even know he was playing Lex Luthor. I just now figured this out reading on it. So he was Lex Luthor. That was Lex Luthor. Oh my. Okay, so yeah, no, Lex, no, Mm-mm. I don't think Jesse. Why did Jesse attack the role as if he was the Joker? It's like, dude, you were casted as Lex Luthor, not Joker. You don't have to act like an insane, silly freak. Um, so I was not a fan of Jesse being in this movie. It's just odd. You no, know, just odd. Leave him into those quirky Zombieland type movies. But this is, we need some cool people. Cool people. Um, let's see. Is that the last of the last oh and then the harley quinn series which um let's see how am i gonna talk about that one let's jump over to the joker that came out in 2019 i was so excited to see it everyone was like raving about it rotten tomatoes gave them a 69 percent imdb gave them 8.4 out of 10 it was directed by todd phillips see that's what i'm saying like they keep switching directors and it's um, the best thing about this movie was Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, you can excuse yourself because you're not included with this tragedy of a movie. I some. <sighs> an exploration of arthur fleck a man disregarded by society a mentally troubled stand-up comedian embarks on a downward spiral that leads to the creation of the joker we didn't need this we didn't need this one can we have gotten jared leto could, could he have played them he played the joker great in suicide squad could we not have gotten him back Was his budget too big you guys made so much money off the movie you could have paid him pay him the money because this Joaquin Phoenix guy did not do a good job like first off he might need to be checked is he really mentally ill no shade I might be mentally ill no I am mentally ill Mm, don't really like admitting that but it is what it is you know I have terrible anxiety seasonal depression (laughs) but yeah this guy did not do i didn't like it i didn't like their script at all nothing in the script i like what would i have wished they should have made him a gangster they should have just made him a gangster with mental illness and like a itchy trigger finger you know let's like talk about my mama shoot you like that type of crazy not this insane dorky loser s- crazy guy like they made this guy a joke and not in a good way like a joke it was a terrible movie I waited the whole time for it to get better and then the credits rolled and I'm like it never got better it never got better just when I was about to get interested the credits hit me it was not a good movie Reca- it needs to be recasted like it needs to like that's what I'm saying there's so much Joker content there's so if you watch the comics if you if you read the comics and watch the cartoons Joker has so much this would have been a great time to introduce Harley what the fuck so I didn't like it at all at all um and then you have like the storyline, what he's supposedly Bruce Wayne's brother. They fucked it up. They fucked up that story. They fucked up that movie. It's horrible. It's terrible. I bought the DVD and I actually never want to watch it again. Never want to watch it again. I put it in to watch it again the second time and it opened up and it was just so low, low vibrational and depressing. I was like, I'm not watching that shit. I'm not watching this shit. And I took it out. So Harley baby, Harley Quinn um So there is a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. I've been asking people is there a Harley Quinn and Joker movie because once we get to the emancipation of Harley Quinn I uh I get confused. And the biggest reason why I get confused is because when did harley quinn become interesting enough to carry a whole movie i really don't like harley quinn to me was only as interesting as the joker like they she came in a pair i would prefer to watch the joker all the the whole movie but with Carly, it was like extra flavor, extra seasoning. Carly by herself, it's just not that interesting. And if they were going to do her by herself, I feel like they should have gave her more dignity. They made her this bad shit, crazy, poor, confused little girl. And although, Har- but but that's the thing, Harley Quinn was originally a doctor. So a doctor, anyone that gets to the level of doctor just isn't displaying these qualities that Harley Quinn in the movie were displaying. You know, the Emancipation Birds of Prey, that one. Wait, aren't there two? So I'm like, how do we even get to this Harley Quinn movie without even doing Harley Quinn and Joker? Or even Harley Quinn and Batman. I wouldn't I would have I wouldn't have minded watching that. So I'm looking at this movie Harley. It has Margot Robbie. Oh no. Jacqui Verdura. So it's not even Margot Robbie. So this movie Harley, I have not seen. It came out in 2016. I'm gonna need to rewatch. I'm gonna actually go get this movie today. I'm going to go get that harley movie today because i didn't see it didn't know it existed and i'm interested so the harley quinn birds of prey i feel like there was another one but i guess that one was it it just wasn't good to me it wasn't good it wasn't good and it's supposed to be, like, female empowering. Meanwhile, Harley is just this mess of a wreck. Like, how is that empowering women? Like, like if you want to empower women, show a badass bitch whooping ass and taking names. Like, we don't have to see a woman. And in... I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. You know, like, they should have made a Harley and Joker movie with Margot Robbie, Jared Leto. And that would have replaced Birds of Prey and the Joker movie if they would have just combined them two in a storyline and i don't care make it three four fucking hours i will watch it if you do it right you know we could have watched how they met with her being a doctor like they could have done so many things yet they jumped to this okay so with all that being said with dc because i'm gonna wrap it up so we can go on a quick commercial break I watched them all in, like, you know, as best as order as I could. Started with Superman, ended up with Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn one. And what I can say is they they fumbled a huge missed opportunity. This is the missed opportunity. They could have had a series going indirectly, but still a series. Because, like, if I can watch it in order, they could have on purpose put it in order. And they would have had something like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. They would have had something like that, DC and they should have let one person direct all of them. That's what I'm saying. They should have signed a contract with a director to just do all of them. Because then you will have a cohesive piece of body of work that would have stood the stand of time. Like like everyone likes Star Wars. We're still watching. Well, I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, there are some people still watching Star Wars, still watching Harry Potter, still watching Lord of the Rings, still watching The Hobbit. There are so many movies already on, with these storylines, with Harley, with Batman, with Joker, with Superman, with, with Justice League, with Wonder Woman, that had they really, really put their all into the script, kept the same director, and combined Harley and Joker's movies to be a joint Harley and Joker... I think we would have a masterpiece on our hands it would be something that and then they could have bundled it up as a deluxe you know as the dc deluxe and sold it for like a hundred bucks you know the collector's copy you know the complete order of course you can still stream it individually but you know for people like me that like the actual dvd copies they could have had it in a complete order from beginning you know be- not beginning beginning but you know the, the first one to the last one with and in between all those movies is just so much storytelling that resembles how it was in the comics or the old cartoons that would have been so fucking kick-ass had they done that and this is why Hollywood needs me directing these movies. Let's go into a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I need to talk about The Matrix. what's up viva fam just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode to shout out the viva life podcast website which is only accessible through following me on instagram how secretive of me anyways follow me on instagram hit the link in the bio and then you will have complete access to the viva life podcast website you can watch blogs shop merch catch up on the latest episodes I don't want to take too much of your time because you're already listening to one of them now. But as soon as you're done listening to this, head over to the Viva The Life podcast website. You can access it only through the link in my bio on my Instagram. All right. All right, guys, we're back. Ashton here, and this is the Viva The Life podcast. So I think I've broke down the DC movies and my beef with the whole thing, watching it enough to move on. And so now I'm going to move on to the recent movie that I tried to watch, which is The Matrix. Let me see. I have the actual DVD here. So that way I can do less Googling. First off, let me just say with The Matrix, I'd never seen it before never have I seen the matrix before so it was exciting you know a lot of conspiracy theorists like to refer back to the matrix movie and that's like one of my biggest that was like the biggest excitement watching the movie is because like so many conspiracy theorists relate to that movie they all use that movie to prove their x y and z's but I was just excited to see the movie in general because I'm thinking like oh this is just going to be like a woke movie First off, I'm sorry, conspiracy theorists. You know, I love a good conspiracy theory. I am a conspiracy theorist sometimes, not all the time, because I'm a little bit too logical as well. But this is what I have to say. If you're basing our life on this movie, The Matrix, you might be mentally ill i'm just throwing the mentally ill card to everybody no really like i watched i watched the first one from beginning to end confused as fuck the whole way through you know i kind of pieced it together i might have to watch it again and that would be a boring watch but i kind of pieced it together plus you know i already know the the jokes and the innuendos from the movie because i've just been around in life and when it first came out everyone was like so into the matrix so I get it and then the second one I kind of like got halfway and then I was just like what the fuck is this what the fuck is this like what the fuck is this that's literally what I kept saying like every like 10 to 20 minutes I kept saying what the fuck is this and then we have the third one the matrix revolutions I didn't even get to that I didn't even get well no i think i skipped i just took out the second disc which was matrix reloaded because i was like fuck this this is retarded this is so retarded and then um the matrix revolutions i probably saw like 10 minutes of it and then turned it off because i was immediately bored for conspiracy theorists to use the matrix is like a huge disservice to their conspiracy theories because the matrix what do I want to say this is what I want to say let's do red pill blue pill talk really quick the red pill is a shitty option like let's just be real if you're going to be woke from the matrix let it be some woke luxurious shit don't have me living in no gray prison cell colored little box hiding as like a resistance force you know what i'm saying like you would think awakening and being woke would be like this great experience and i kind of felt like that guy you know the guy that sold people out um he sold out oh, great what's this man's name Lawrence fishburne's character and also they were talking in so much gibberish like the nebuchadnezzar i'm like what the fuck is these names I forgot what Lawrence Fishburne's name was in this movie. They said it so many times. I should know. All I remember is the name Neo. <laughs> and um, what was I saying? I forgot something about Lawrence Fishburne's character. Oh, yeah. So when the guy sold him down the river, so that way he can go back into the Matrix and wipe his memory clean. I'm like, you know what? Not a fan of selling people out. But um, I would want the same thing, you know. Like I would take the red pill out of curiosity. And then see that this is just a piece of shit life, and I would rather go back to The Matrix. I would rather go back to The Matrix. So I'm like, for conspiracy theorists to use this movie as any base,' like you're not proving anything that it's better to be sleep, <laughs> because that's what I got from the movie. I would rather be sleep. Maybe I didn't watch it all. Maybe I should have seen the watch all of the Revolution one, the last one to maybe feel a little differently. But from the full one and the half of the second one that I did see. I was just like you know what this place is shitty I'm sick of even seeing this shitty environment it was it's kind of crazy you know like so yeah now I'm like completely against conspiracy theories right now like I'm just so over it because the matrix was such a disappointment and just to see that these people heavily rely on that movie to prove things in this life I'm like y'all gotta be crazy y'all have got to be crazy now there are some conspiracy theories that i do believe in which i don't even think they're conspiracy theories i just think we gotta call them that because nobody else will um agree you know the elites the government they won't agree they won't entertain that idea they won't give us closure on it so they gotta be conspiracy theories even though we know but most of my conspiracy theories uh reside with the elite and the fact that i think the elite are hunting people <laughs> i really do like you know like the movie Hostel. i don't i think the ho- hostile really happens you know and they might be taking prisoners that don't have family members people out the psych wards that don't have family members people out the hospital that don't have family members homeless people off the streets i think they're just scooping people up and letting the elite hunt them that's like one of the conspiracy theories that i haven't believed but now to say that we're living in a matrix and this glitchy shit and I'm like mm, so where does god come in all this like like what Uh-uh. i'm just not buying it i'm not buying that i'm not buying that so the matrix was a no maybe i had to have been watched maybe i had to have watched it in the 90s to really appreciate it but watching it in this 2023 i'm like unimpressed unimpressed it was boring it was just as boring to me as get ready wait for it resident evil just as boring and you know what else was just as boring nah i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna just shit on every movie another thing let's see all right i got enough time we're gonna wrap this episode up another thing i've been noticing in movies i watched something i've been watching a lot of mafia mobster gangster movies lately and the reason why is because the storylines from the beginning to the end is great. You know, it keeps you entertained. There's some twists, there's turns, it's realistic. I love, I love it. I've been in love with it, you know. It actually gets my stomach in knots because I'm nervous, like, as if I'm going to prison. So, what I want to say is, though, like, I've been noticing a lot in these movies. And The Matrix is what kind of, like, really, really, made me feel this is like you know what in these movies lately they're getting real comfortable with showing people selling people out that traitor mentality that judas you know they get real comfortable like almost every movie now it's somebody selling somebody out and i'm like and then it's not like oh they get killed it's just like they sell them out and then we move on from it and i'm like that's why there's a lot of sellouts in this in this life right now because we're constantly watching people sell people out as if it's okay to just sell somebody out like selling people out should never be a resort. Like you should be ready to stand ten toes down on whatever the punishment is without selling nobody out. But I guess, you know, a lot of movies just keep showing sellouts and I'm like, I could have done without this part. You know, it's always like you can always expect that they're gonna sell them out. You already know that they're a weasel character. But I'm like, can we just Is there any other storyline we can do other than the sellout? Because I'm so sick of seeing sellouts. I'm so sick of seeing rats. I'm so sick of seeing worms, snakes, all of it. That was just like my last little piece of tidbit information. What else do I want to say before we close? Um, Ultimately, I do like movies. But I'm very, very particular with the movies that I enjoy. Um, Doctor Sleep random but if you've seen it doctor sleep is a great movie the reason why i say it's a great movie it took me three tries to watch the whole thing i was falling asleep because it started out boring and i hated it but like once i really sat there and watched it it was a great movie you know components of a great movie is a plot that every time you watch it you pick up on something new you know you always pick up on something new bojack horseman that series on netflix is a great example of that Every time I watch BoJack Horseman, I pick up on a new joke. I pick, I catch something new, and that's a great aspect to have in a movie, especially if you want to boost replay value. The second thing is, I notice people go so ham on the fashions, the costumes, and the set design. You know, they do so, they spend so much money on a set design, and then they're ready to start filming, and the script is terrible. I say, spend almost all of your time on the script and on character development and then let's do the set because if the script isn't good you just wasted money on a great pretty set and those are like my main characteristics I also feel like let's just not cast cool people let's cast um good people you know people that have the body for the role people that have the race for the role people that have the swag or the loser capabilities of the role like let's cast the real characters for this role let's not just get chris pine in because he's hot you know what i mean what else another thing is if we're going to include Non-fictional characters, so characters from history and life. Let's get the facts straight. Like the Aries situation, like you could have gotten the Aries situation straight. Yeah, you could have done a quick search, research on Aries, and at least put it it right. You know, with the Amazons, can we at least research what the Amazons were doing, why they were there? Like, can we get the real? Like, you can't just include some real shit, but then make everything up about it. Like, the only thing real is the title. This brings me to the movie Hercules with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. The movie is entertaining. It's it's not a bad movie. This is just what I picked up on it. They keep going back and forth on whether he's Hercules or not. If you've seen the movie, you know he like has his nephew who's like the storyteller and they tell all these stories. And then um, he's supposedly the son of Zeus. But then as the movie goes on, it's like, He's not really. It's like the director didn't even believe in Zeus and Hercules. Like, okay, could we have gotten somebody, or the script writers, can we have gotten somebody that actually believes in Greek mythology to write this? Because this is coming off as really hot and cold. Like, one minute he's Hercules, and me- the next minute he may not be. It's like, okay. And then the whole thing with the centaurs things, like they made him, like, oh, they were actually just men on horses. I'm like, all right, so is this Hercules or is this not? Like, like, you know, like, you have to commit to an idea. You have to commit. You can't just going, oh, this may be Hercules. Oh, it's not Hercules. Oh, it is Hercules. Like, don't leave me like that as an audience member. Don't leave me like that. Film is, like, one of my hugest passions, you know, like, hugest passions. And I always say, once I retire from my radio broadcasting entertainment career, I'm going to use all of my money to retire and produce films that we deserve. My ADHD brain can do it. (laughs) I think three thoughts at the same time. (laughs) So we're going to wrap this up, Eva fam. Thanks for chilling with me. Thanks for listening to me talk about movies because I love watching movies, especially after smoking, which I need to put in my order so I can go pick it up from the dispensary today. I got Pizzy paid today, so why not give all of my money to the drug dealers right I have a friend um I remember like I was over her house one day and she like had her piggy bank and she's like the drug dealer came by that was back in the day when you had to buy weed off drug dealers and so he came by and then she comes in the room and she's like here's all the money to my name going straight to my drug dealer and like she laughed but in my heart i felt so sad I'm like damn you're giving all the money you have to your drug dealer damn but you know here i am about to give all my money to a drug dealer the dispensary it goes towards research right doesn't the dispensary go towards research <laughs> all right guys um I'm currently, like, scrolling to put in my order now. I thought it might be fun to do this before I close out. But my phone's kind of loading really slow. But, um... I think... Oh, there we go. Ah, I always hit Michigan specials. This might be fun, right? You guys listening to me put in my order? So today is Wednesday. Oh man, today is 25% off all carts and disposable. Damn, yesterday, Monday. Wait, what? Thursday is 30% off all eighths of flour. So I need to show back up Thursday dude like i mean this is considered therapy though therapy in a doctor's office like this is an actual medical situation literally just popping off hopefully this lands well because i'm literally just popping off at the mouth right now while i'm trying to put in this order but the show has been over i just haven't ended it like we've been done with the actual show So if this is where you want to end, go ahead and click off. For those of you that are nosy and want to see what I end up getting, hang tight. Because I am getting there. So what do I want to do? Do I want to do an indica or a sativa? More than likely a sativa or a hybrid. Which I kind of think I'm over hybrids right now. The last hybrid I had was a oh shit Nana. alright we're gonna do an eighth of that it's only $25 for an ace plus $10 tax they love doing that alright so I got that in what else do I wanna get hybrid cookies? no the THC level is so low on that Acapulco gold was like so good when I first got it It's only 19% THC, which is kind of like interesting because it was like powerful when I got it. Uh, Let's see. They have this Pioneer Kush, but it's an indica. I do not want an indica. Alien Rock Candy. That is an indica, but it also looks good. (laughs) Mm, I'm looking for like if it's a percentage, like the lowest 25 is what I'll go. The lowest is a twenty-five THC percentage, which I go by percentages. But then I notice that the dispensaries like price them differently. Like it'll be like a twenty-six percent price at like twenty-five dollars for an eighth, and then you'll have like a seventeen percent price at like fifty dollars for an eighth. And I'm like confused because I'm like it's way shittier. What? Um. Yeah, like if it's 19%, I just keep scrolling. 29%, that's top shelf shit. It's an indica. Mm-mm. I don't want to be like heavy. All right, guys, I think I got what I want to get. And I'm gonna just keep scrolling and look more. But my battery is at 3%. So I got it in this podcast or I will lose the whole show. That means I just literally talked to myself this whole whole damn time and we can't have that right you guys got to hear this you got to hear my message so thanks for listening. You can always follow me on my socials. I Boots on TikTok, BossyPradaBoots.co on Instagram. Also, if you go there, you can click the link in the bio and access the Viva La Life blog site page. And then you can follow Viva La Life podcast on their own personal socials, TikTok and Instagram at Viva La Life podcast thanks guys thanks for the support share it with your friends share it with the celebrity you know share it with everybody because um, I'm lit and there's no denying that so it's finally like time for everyone to know bye